Hey you, it's Rachel O'Mara. I'm host of the podcast, and I'm so glad that you are here. We are discussing tips and proven strategies in the world of emotional intelligence so that you can rise to your next level of leadership without the overwhelm. I'm also the author of the book, Pause, harnessing the life-changing power of giving yourself a break based on my burnout of Google and all the things that I've learned since that are really in this realm of neuroscience, psychology, and emotional intelligence. If you're interested to download my free guidebook for how to get over out of overwhelm, I invite you to do that at rachelomera.com slash guidebook. Just so excited. Let's just start and dive in. Hey, you welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I wanted to have a list of 10 things that I think are really ways to set off your new year. <clears throat> this whole this whole list was actually a part of a bigger list of 50 things that I put together, 50, 50 things I love about being a high EQ leader for my 50th birthday. And I realized, wow, that came and went last year. And I guess I can make the list 51 things. And I didn't get through the list because there were so many things. So here we go. I would love to set this off. And as I went through these, I grouped them in ways that I think are just great reminders. As you start off the year, as you do things the way you do them and have some fun with it. Okay. So here we go. Number one, get enough sleep. This one goes without saying, but I also feel like we can slack on this one because it's sometimes the first thing to go, especially if we have looming deadlines or we put pressure on ourselves or there's pressure on ourselves and we're not pushing back because those boundaries are slipping, scope creep, right? So get enough sleep and it's going to be different for each of us. I know for me, sleep is hard. Sleep is very interesting right now. I'm waking up in the night. I go to bed early yet I'm still up. And so I make sure that I'm getting the nutrients I need, the supplements I need. I need to have a wind down routine. I need to use my blue light glasses. What do you need? What's your sleep routine? I think that's such a great reminder because that part of our own maintenance and self-care, uh, we got to pay attention to it. It's a big, big thing. And if you are aware of the stats, one of the biggest issues I think Americans have, I, I don't know about other countries, but the ones I've heard about the US, we don't get enough sleep and we're sleep deprived. I think the average the average is around six hours or so for the human adult, as opposed to younger folks and really anyone who's doing that. And maybe you get something really good. Like you're a full on eight hours person. Congrats. I give you such a high five right now. It's huge. All right. So that's the first thing. I also think number two here is important. Gratitude practices. So what is your gratitude practice? Do you have a gratitude practice? As a high EQ leader, one of the best ways to cultivate awareness, positive attention, positive outlook is gratitude. You're literally training your brain to think positively and you're noticing new things that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of. So not only knowing that practice, maybe you write them down, and you have a notebook like Oprah, the gratitude notebook, or expressing them is the is the next step, the level of gratitude. So thinking or giving gratitude to another person. When we express gratitude, it increases productivity in the workplace 50%, 5-0. I cite that stat all the time when I do my corporate speaking gigs. 
And it's amazing because we feel appreciated. Maybe you feel seen and heard when someone says, Hey, thank you for, for sharing that in the meeting. I, I hadn't heard it that way before or whatever it is, right? Opening a door for someone going to lunch. Like it could be anything, especially from, and if we're, re, if we're working from home, it's really easy to let that one for slip. So it's great. If you have a gratitude practice, that's just you. <clears throat> I think it's another level when you start to incorporate others and start to express that outward. Maybe that feels vulnerable. Maybe that feels a little scary, a little fear there, but know that and trust that it is serving you so much because you're being the example for others and you are helping increase productivity, believe it or not. Third thing, and I like this one, I think it's important. Celebrate birthdays. And I know this one can be a hot button for a lot of us. Bring it back to you. Do you celebrate your own birthday? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I know in my world, for example, my husband, he doesn't like to celebrate birthdays. He's just not a birthday person, not a birthday guy. Well, guess what? That's okay. But what about other people's birthdays? Maybe you know someone who does like to celebrate their birthday. Here's the thing, and, and this is my own belief, but why would we not celebrate you, your unique you, Eunice? There's only one of you in the 8 billion people on the planet, maybe the universe, which could be any bigger than that with all the other things going on in our bigger, big universe, millions and billions of stars and galaxies. There's only one of you. And, and think about your team. If you're a manager or a, a leader in one way where each person on your team has a birthday and celebrating them is a gratitude practice in itself. And there's joy there. We can come together and it also adds and enhances a lovely culture. I know I've had experiences in my corporate world where we did monthly get togethers and we had a cake for the month, right? And that could be even pitched in, right? Everyone pitches in a dollar or you get a $10 cake or $2 or, or, uh, you have a quarterly cake if it's not that big of a place, an office. It's such a fun thing. And you might just be singing happy birthday. It doesn't need to have cake. You can just allow that birthday to be there. You can also have a list of the birthdays of the month. For example, you have a list that someone types up that is the birthdays. And there's 10 people on there with the birthday day. And that's posted or available for someone to see it. Maybe it goes out in an email. Maybe it's, I love it to be actually physically printed and hung up if there's a physical office space and you get to remind yourself, oh, that's so-and-so's birthday. That's Jane's birthday. Happy birthday, Jane. And you could wish them a happy birthday or give them a high five or whatever it is. And if you feel, if you're one of those folks like my husband who feels like you don't need to celebrate your birthday, there's nothing wrong with that. I would just be curious about it and say, well, what if I celebrated this year? What if I let people that I know wish me happy birthday because I decided it was okay to have a birthday and be celebrated? There are beliefs that each of us carry that may be influencing that. We might think, okay, I, um, you know, I don't really need to take the time out. I'm just fine as is, and I don't need to celebrate. So that's fine. That's all good. Nothing wrong with that. Remember just to get curious, like, well, you know, what if I did something different? That's the growth mindset. That's the idea that we can start to generate. And I encourage you to try it. 
but I think it's a great way to be a high EQ leader so that your awareness of others and practicing that gratitude can really serve. And think of it like that. It is a service. It's not doing anything else. I think there might be some beliefs in there potentially around doting on someone, right? Like, oh, like I don't need this attention. Who has those beliefs? That's okay. Just notice those are beliefs. Doesn't mean they're true, uh, meaning they're not accurate. They're just what you particularly believe. But my guess is if there's someone who just loves to celebrate people <laughs> and that has to do with personality, I know I'm one of those people. I love to celebrate people. I love to wish happy birthday and I love my birthday. Then I think that that's, a, that's okay. And it just leads to being seen and heard and our and new beliefs can step in and kind of make, make themselves present being like, I'm okay just to be as is. And my birthday's good too. But that's a, that's a great one. I think, uh, number four, use your time off as a high EQ leader. Chances are you get at least 10 days off in the year vacation days. Maybe there's sick days. Maybe you have unlimited days. You're one of the lucky folks who gets unlimited days. Use it. Use your PTO. I uh, I just finished reading this book that I loved. I'm going to have a whole nother podcast episode on it. 2X, uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan. Talks about high performance leaders who are transformative and 10X their businesses take and schedule 150 days off a year. Brennan Bouchard, another high performance motivational speaker, author of eight books at this point. My brother's in uh, his program and as a, uses him as a coach. He has a whole calendar that's set up for days off as of Janu- the first week of January. He knows exactly where he's going to be and what he's going to do for the rest of the year. And he takes those days and they are, they are days that are very, very important to his high performance days that are also on the calendar. So remember, you're not doing anyone a favor by shunning your paid time off. If you can take it, try it pause on those days, disconnect, have a digital device pause and just do whatever you want to do. Maybe you just do nothing. Maybe that's also really good. Maybe you sleep all day and you catch up on that sleep from number one, but just use your PTO, please, please. And then you set the example. If you're leading a team or a company, people will know it's okay to disconnect. And that is so, so important from a well-being standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, from a longevity and retention standpoint, um, a everything standpoint, I feel like, but yet, you know, we have thousands and thousands of days that go unused in the corporate world, because I think there's this, uh, culture at times and other places sometimes that really shun that like, well, if you're not, if you're taking time off, you're not working hard enough, but that's a belief. And that is a practice. It takes each of us to change that. All right. Number five, this is a big one and it feels so obvious, but I think it's worth (laughs) stating. Don't eat lunch at your desk. Don't eat lunch at your desk. Don't make it a habit. As a leader, it's so important to get that headspace that we already know is important for things like disconnecting, right? And here's the thing. It's so easy to eat lunch at your desk, especially if you're working remotely and doing something else. So stick to it as a plan. Of course, that's the the rule, not, uh, there's exceptions to that. And as I look down at my Turkey and my bread on my desk, (laughs) and I'm doing that because, uh, my house is a little occupied right now. 
and I can't use kitchen. So there you go. But that's the exception, not the rule. And make it a rule for yourself. If you don't have a 2024 resolution, I used that one for at least two years in the corporate world where that was my resolution and it worked and it was really good. And I think the days go easier, smoother, better. I feel disconnected when I can. And that's what's really important. Number six, when you are a high EQ leader, people want to be around you and seek out your guidance. How about that, right? So you are in demand because you're open, you're aware, you are connected to yourself, you know how you feel. And you probably, my guess is, create an environment where you're approachable. So know that the people who you serve and who are around you want your guidance. So you could listen to them, you could offer that guidance. And there's a difference between guidance and advice. Yeah. What's that difference? Advice. I feel like you're telling someone something. Well, if you want my advice, da, 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 right. Go, go to this deli, not that one. Guidance is sought out. Hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this would work? Do you have any ideas here? You kind of shoot stuff around, batting things around. You can come up with co-creating ideas. It's like a brainstorm session, and you can offer your own experience. I think this is a big one we really overlook a lot. So you could share what you've done in the past. And that's a really big step where you could say, you know, well, if it's helpful, I'm happy to share what I've done in this situation, right? So you're getting permission to share. You're not telling them what you've done and bringing it back and talking about you, so to speak. But know that people seek out your guidance as a high EQ leader. And that means maybe you are available for having and providing guidance. Maybe you have office hours. Maybe there's examples from your own experience that you share or offer as, as ways that other people can learn and grow. I love that one. All right. Number seven, when you say no, you mean it and you don't feel bad about it. And I think this is a huge one for, for women, especially when we are pleasers Traditionally, maybe there are other folks, right? You've got, I'm sure men as well can relate to this, but I think especially as women, we're conditioned to serve and put people before ourselves. And then what happens is we've got our whole agenda that's aligned with what other people need and want and nothing on our own agenda that's helping us feel fulfilled or what we wanted to do. So say no when you want to, and it doesn't mean it's no forever. It means no, not right now. And you can counter a no. So you could you could counter the ask where you can say, that's not an option for me right now. However, let's check in again next week. Or, you know, I cannot, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. And that sounds like a really good idea. Have you tried this? So maybe you suggest something. So that's the part about it that's the high EQ leader is that you are putting up some guardrails for conditions and you're setting the boundaries that you need. <clears throat> and if you just say, okay, I got it. And then you're resentful. How is that serving you as a high EQ leader? Maybe you're getting more done and you look good and you feel accomplished. And that's a great thing. Keep in mind how often you do that. 
or is that wearing into things that really do bring you more joy that might not be the same? I think this is a really, really big one to remember that, to say no when you want. And then the second part is also big. Don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. It's not, it's not, that's just, that's, that's old past beliefs that are not working for you. And no can be a no. And you can start small. The one of the things I work on a lot with my corporate executive coaching clients is we just start practicing this at the Starbucks. Do you want do you want anything else? No. It could be no thanks. But get used to that word leaving your mouth. If you're a person as a pleaser or someone who can't say no, you feel like you say yes too much. Start exercising that as an action. Know and trust that no means no for you. And that could also be a way you kick off your new year. All right. So we're getting up to the last three here. Number, number eight, you hold yourself whole and complete. And you see others as whole and complete. And this is a this is a shout out to Dr. Carl Rogers, who is a incredible thought leader in his time for the human potential movement. Someone I've studied in depth and learned his practices and I've incorporated him into some of my coursework. And uh, the thing is, one of the ways that we cut ourselves off at the knees or short cut ourselves short is that we don't think we're whole and complete. We, we judge ourselves. We say, Oh, I wish if only I had this, or, you know, we do it all the time with our bodies. I think as women, myself included, and remind yourself as you're in a meeting or you're on a zoom call, looking at this person, you say to yourself, this person is whole and complete. This person is whole and complete. And just notice what happens. Do you feel calm? Do you feel connected to yourself? Do you, do you, do you judge that thought? Be your own experimenter and try it. I think this practice is a game changer. All of a sudden, when I'm focused on someone as whole and complete, or I remember that I'm whole and complete and remind myself, I'm no longer a critic. I'm no longer using my mental capacity to think of things that are wrong, <laughs> right? All the things that kind of can show up. I love that one. And thank you, Carl, for that one. Number nine, this one's just really good. It's all about confidence. And here's the thing. I think confidence is a result of when you feel authentic because you are showing up as you. And when you're real, right, that means you are in alignment with how you feel, what you're thinking, and you share it, you express it responsibly. You're honoring that authentic self of you and your expression. And then you're sharing it in a way where you help others know you more. So that's your real true self. This is another Carl Rogers uh, concept, which is knowing that you are not the masks you wear, but it's your full whole and complete self. And, and you're really being true to who you are, which is the authenticity. That's how I think of it. And so if you're wondering or struggling, if you're wondering about how to be more confident or how to show up more confidently, it starts with your inventory of you knowing what do I, you know, where am I in and out of alignment? Congruence is the concept there with Rogers. It was like, what is that concept? I forgot it right now, but congruence is the term. 
And when we're in congruence or when we're in that alignment, then we feel really good and we feel strong showing up because you're not throwing anyone off by pretending to be somebody else or using your energy in that way. And it's super slight. It doesn't mean a big, big deal of anything, but that confidence comes from you showing up as you. And when we learn how to do that, and that's what these practices as emotional intelligence are, when you're a high EQ leader and you show up authentically, your own authentic leader self is there in the room with yourself and sharing and expressing in those ways that are on alignment. There's a certain air of that confidence that works and it's not arrogance. That's very different. That's like, Hey, I'm right. And superior. Look at me. This is what it's going to happen. No, 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 no. Authenticity is who you are, who you are truly becoming, who you are in the moment. And it's real. And it's like, you know, that's your truth, whether it's what you believe in, something that you're putting your foot down about, or that you're promoting and propelling into the next moved option or stage of development. It's important. And so when you are that real, you are helping other people be real and you're setting the example, you're setting that tone. And it's, it's so attractive in that way. It's so magnetizing. Everyone wants that on some level, because that's our true, true selves that are emerging and wants to show up. But yet, (laughs) and I smile as I say this, it never always is that case because you're, it's never that case really, because we're just always working in the world to look good in the ways that we think we will be, will, will be showing our best selves. And a lot of times that's not authentic. But it is, it might be, it just depends. And and if you ever need some support on that, let's talk because I, I know I can help you with that. Okay, and the number 10 way to be a high EQ leader, do not take anything for granted. This really, I think, ties into gratitude. Don't take anything for granted. As a high EQ leader, you're using your emotional intelligence and your awareness. You're able to notice things and put things in perspective that are serving you. And that's the gratitude that can come in. Don't take anything for granted. Thank the people in your life who are showing up and maybe don't know that you appreciate them. And when we have things that aren't helpful or serving us or they're tragedies and we they're all around us, that doesn't mean they don't happen. It just makes us all the more aware of how good we've got it in other ways that we forget. So don't take anything for granted. And I think that that's a great note to end on in these 10 ways to know that you're showing up fully as a high EQ leader and what you can really, really love about this place that is highly emotional intelligence leadership self that you are becoming and that you've established for yourself. And it's a, it's a ongoing evolving process. I think all of these things are really worth worth checking in on. And maybe you just give yourself a little inventory check. Here we go. The top 10 recap, get enough sleep, have a gratitude practice, celebrate birthdays, Use your time off. Don't eat lunch at your desk. 
be available and know that people want your guidance. Say no, hold yourself whole and complete, be authentic and real. Your confidence will come from that and don't take anything for granted. Enough said, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that this was helpful for you as you think about what you could be doing different this year, what you might want to be focused on. And I am so excited to support you in that, my dearest high EQ leader. We'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today to the podcast. You rock. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate us, leave your review. I'd love to hear from you and help us get the word out to all of those who are in search of wanting to get out of overwhelm and rise to their next level of leadership. If you think this that you might benefit from these tools or know anyone else who would, just invite them to join us, share this episode with them, give them, give them the go ahead, the green light, something that you found interesting. And I'm sure they will also Thanks so much for listening. Remember, sharing is caring, and I'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Mm-hmm.